Hey guys, it's Adam coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, you know, this is the first time I actually got that right in, like, a week. So, yay. Um, um, so, um, I've been asked, mostly by Will, but other people have asked me too, is this becoming a daily show? Not intentionally. I, I do like recording, um, and I believe that the best way to grow a product is to um, put it out there. And the more you do it, the um, better you get at it, and the more people will consume it. So while, yes, I have been doing it daily, it do- that doesn't mean it's going to stay daily. Um, you guys know how erratic my schedule can be. I promise at least two two episodes of the podcast a week. Um, at least until the blog starts. After the blog starts, we'll reevaluate. Excuse me. So, with that business out of the way, let's jump right into talking about. Miranda Lambert. Alright, so... She's a messy person. But when I say that, it sounds like an insult, but she's messy in just the best kind of way. If she were a character in a Jackie Collins novel, she would be my favorite. Literally my favorite. Um, I You know, I just like her. I don't always like her actions. I don't always like the decisions she makes. But I like her. Like, she's just one of those fun girls who does what she wants and doesn't give a fuck and frankly I like that so why are we talking about Miranda Lambert today when we've never ever talked about her before which is not true I think we actually have um I do so many episodes I forget um but I'm pretty sure we've we've at least mentioned Miranda Lambert before anyways she got into a fight at a Memphis restaurant over the weekend. Now, here's here's what I have to say. And I say this a lot. Um, people think I'm crazy, but I'm not. Just don't ask Will. <laughs> um, but if you want the real breaking news, if you want to know what's happening before the rest of the mainstream media... Look at the damn gossip blogs because they have this shit before anyone else. And TMZ is not a gossip blog. They are part of the mainstream media. They they traffic in gossip. But they are not the gossip blogs. Neither is Radar. I'm talking like D-listed. Um, Crazy Days and Nights. Um, Blind Gossip. And Blind Gossip had... The Miranda Lambert story on Monday. So that's why I'm telling you, like, y'all might think, oh, they're just a little gossip blog or whatever. No, these people, I have a ton of respect for them. Because they do know. Just like my exclusives yesterday with, um, with Megan McCain and... Um, I I can't think of the other one off the top of my head right now. It's been a long day. Sorry, guys. Um, anyways. So, yeah. So, 
blind gossip. I actually knew about this story on Monday. And the funny thing is, is I was, I had loaded up that was going to be the blind item. Their blind item was called um, Fight at a Restaurant. And I had loaded up as um, the blind for the day, but then I went the different direction and decided to do drunk writing. It was a whim, honestly. Um, I know people think that I'm making that up. But no, honestly, it was just the one where I decided to do that. Uh, um, but anyway, so what happened was they were at a restaurant. And everything seemed peaceful. Miranda's friend went to the bathroom. I guess from the sound of the story that is being told, um, a, a guy made some nasty comment to Miranda's friend about millennials always looking at their phones. They got into it. And then they came, um, they went back to their respective tables, and the guy just kept bugging them. And so the two tables started fighting. And Miranda Lambert got up, was fighting with the lady, and then dumped her salad on the lady's lap. Iconic. Iconic. I mean, my word. That has to be the best story ever. Um, we obviously don't condone violence of any kind or wasting food. But, to be honest, in that story, Miranda Lambert's not wrong. The dude kept harassing them and goading them into this. Um, And the police agreed because they didn't arrest uh, Miranda or anything like that. And the only reason why the story got out is because somebody um, tipped off blind gossip first and then TMZ later on. So, like I said, that, that is just an iconic story. Congrats to Blind Gossip for having the big story first. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, um, I, you, you guys know I don't use production notes. Even though I get yelled at all the time about um, the fact that I should. <clears throat> um, but... So I just decided that the big story today, of course, is the Ryan Adams story. We're going to talk about that, um, the last two segments. Um, both of Michael over, and that's okay. Um, it's a very big story. It's still developing. It's still developing as we speak, actually. Um, but I just wanted to, um, let you guys know, yes, we are going to be talking about Ryan Adams. Um, and especially since... And ropes in Mandy Moore, <coughs> who is married to him. And I think that's going to be really, really um, iconic. Not iconic. It's going to be really interesting for you guys. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that on um, the last two segments. But for now, let's talk about someone who obviously does use production notes. Um, <coughs> wouldn't be an episode without me coughing. Um, Will actually just text me, don't be recording, you know you need production notes. Um, Kevin Smith is, um, he's just one of those directors and filmmakers who are really super famous for being very good at their job. 
um, Eddie Clark's um, Jay and Silent Bob. And he's rebooting Jay and Silent Bob in the new movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. <laughs> that sounds like a joke, but I swear that's actually the title of the, of the movie. Um, so, um, he's prepping it, he's in pre-production, uses his production notes so as not to drive his producers crazy, sorry Will, um, and he is, he reached out to Redbox via social media, um, specifically Instagram, and said, hey, Redbox, we're replacing RTS, the um, video store that Clerks took place in. Do you, we thought you might like the exposure. Reach, let me know if we are allowed to use your, your name and logo. We thought you might enjoy the exposure. Now, this is really, really... Um, sweet of them, because normally you have to pay, um, a, a company will pay to be, um, put in a movie like this, um, the, the first Sex in the City movie, maybe the second, was completely paid for with product placement, um, that, you know, if you remember the first movie, that's why you've seen a lot of things like Carrie throwing her phone into, um, the fountain, and then... Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson and Carrie meeting at a Starbucks with a, I believe it was a Sprint, um, bag and an, a brand new iPhone because they paid to be in there. So... The fact that Kevin Smith is essentially giving away this uh, placement for free is a really, really bold move. And he acknowledges, he's like, yeah, we could we could easily just do a fictional um, setup. But, you know, the exposure might be pretty good for you. I don't, um, as of right now, there's no word on whether or not... Um, They've reached out to him, or they've made progress. Now, Birdbox has had a bevy of bad press lately. Um, they were sued by Disney like a million times because they were selling Disney movies at a rate that's far below what Disney thinks that they should be. So, any kind of positive um, press for them. Is really, really great. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, positive press is always good for everybody, but for a company that's battling a mega corporation like Disney, this is probably one of the best things that could happen to them. Um, <clears throat> so I, I would expect them to allow. Kevin Smith to use the name and logo in the movie. Um, the, the only way I can kind of maybe see them saying no is if it, like, 
Jay and or Silent Bob are gonna kick the kiosk or something. But I don't see that being the case. So I am gonna go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So as you guys know, I am working on my very, very first fantasy project. And fantasy this time does not mean erotica. I'm just as shocked as you guys are. <laughs> I can I can actually hear Mandy saying yay. Um, for those of you that don't know, me and Mandy go way back to the... Um, when Soap Central was still called the AMC Boards. Um, and during that time, she's actually watched my career evolve from Retail Queen to Queen of Erotica, <laughs> which is a title I gave myself. Hopefully, Mandy will like tweet or Facebook this or something so that way I can start using the title without seeming narcissistic. <laughs> Anyways, um, during, as I transitioned over to, um, a writing career, I found myself having a talent for writing erotica, which is wonderful. Like, I love erotica. I love writing about sex. Um, I've written, I think, every single, um, niche. I've done, obviously, um, gay male sex. I've done lesbian sex. I've done um, heterosexual sex. I've done transgender sex. Um, I've done interspecies. Um, magic sex. I, I really don't think that there's anything I haven't written about. Um... But, but gay male is what I'm best known for. Uh, and, uh, you know, lately I have been transitioning out. My book, Shape of Love, is a transgender romance. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do, like, a sweet romance. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and I, I'm really so proud of um, Shape of Love. Uh, just because I, I set out to tell a story, and I, and I told it. One Death to Live is a... Um, a satirical take on a soap opera story. Um, and that's, that's just, that was so much fun to write. Um, Crazy Rich Homos, which Will is helping me read and edit at this time, um, for a possible June release, um, is, is technically a romantic comedy, but it, it features a lot of hardcore sex. A lot of hardcore sex. Um, and of course, Love You to Death, my true crime book, is... Um, it, it's not erotica, but there, sex plays a big role in it. Um, because of course it does. But the, this fantasy project is one that I'm most nervous about because true crime is just like my gossip. I can... You guys know I love to talk about you know, celebrities and misbehaving and all that. And it's easy for me because I can... I read the story, I get my thoughts together, and then I tell you guys about it. 
And that's the way it was for Generation Gossip. That's the way it is for Drunk Gossip. That's the way it is for um, Terry and Anderson. My upcoming show with Will on YouTube. Um, and that, that's just it. Like, But the fantasy is like... Um, yes, there's, there's some romance. There probably will be some sex. Um, but there's so much more. There's like world building and like really stretches beyond your imagination. So I was doing some research and Stephanie Meyer came up. Now, y'all know I'm not a big Twilight fan. Because the, the books were just atrocious in the... And the other series that came out that were based... That were started out as fan fiction. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, by E.L. James. Oh my god. That is not erotica. That is... That is torture. That is pure torture. Um, I, I tried to read it. And it's just not accurate. You know, I, I'm not a BDSM person in my, in my own life. But I've written about it, and I know how doms act. I know how subs act. And Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele do not represent what that community actually is. And, in fact, it really pisses that community off. But that's... We'll go into that another time. Um, maybe tomorrow, maybe... Um, maybe Friday, I'm not sure. Because, again, I don't use production notes, which... I'm going to get yelled at for... Um, but... So, I, I'm writing a short story right now just based in the world. That way I can get comfortable with it. Will is um, Will and Natalie are going to read it for me. You guys remember Natalie. Um, she's made an appearance, I believe, on here. Will is obviously the producer. Um, but they both agreed to read it for me because I'm just, like, freaking out. And it's really an uncomfortable position for me because, you know, you, you, you give me a true crime to write about, and you tell me how many words, and I can get it done within an hour. Um, Love You to Death, my first draft, if I totaled up all the time that I took and actually wrote it, probably, my first draft would probably have taken me maybe... 15 hours, not including research. That 15 hours is just writing time. Um, when you add in the research, it, it would have been like three days. Because I, I did a lot of painstaking research. And by painstaking, I mean I went through Google. Um, I actually emailed a lot of the police departments using um, the Freedom, Freedom of Information Act. Um, but you guys don't care about that. We'll talk about how my process for true crime, um, tomorrow or Friday. Um, but what you guys do care about is, I just, I just literally blanked out. (laughs) You guys do care about the fantasy because that's what we're talking about here. You know, there's no amount of research is going to help me tell this story. Um, because even though it's kind of based on a certain aspect of history, everything is literally made up in my mind. Because I, um, the, the story idea kind of started out as a historical fiction idea, which was scrapped because 
be in historical fiction and have it along. <laughs> historical fiction is fine. I do. I I appreciate the genre. Um, I'm just not the right person to be writing in it, and it and that's okay. Um, but I've been going on for almost eight minutes now, and this is not even supposed to be the long segment. So, um, I'm working on a fantasy book. Stephanie Meyer sucks. Um, and she was fired off a drama from the BBC because she sucks. So I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So just when you thought that the Me Too movement was winding down or not relevant anymore, it came back. And it came back in a very, very big way. And when I say a very, very big way, I'm not talking, um, oh, you know, a, a claim or two was made against somebody. There are, in this particular case, there are seven women who have come forward, including a superstar. Um, so without further delay, because as I said earlier, there's a lot to talk about. Um, the New York Times uh, printed, they published an expose this afternoon on Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams, if you don't know, is an independent uh, musician who uh, he's considered a tastemaker. His seal of approval will can make or break a career. Um, he has recorded with the likes of John Mayer. Um, he's had a few, I believe he's had a few um, top 40 hits. He, he defies genre. And he's probably best known for being married to Mandy Moore. Who we're gonna get to her portion of the story in the next segment, but for right now, um, there there are seven women who have come forward with basically the same story. Some of them asked to remain anonymous, others asked to um, to not be identified because they were underage when this happened. Um, the the story that kind of blew my mind the most was of um, Ava. Ava says that she was 14 or 15 when she began talking to him. Um, She followed him on Twitter. He followed her back. They were talking. Um, He was talking about bringing her on and having her perform with his band. um, Encouraging her to um, pursue her dreams, basically. That's great. Like, we should all be doing that. And then... Then talk started turning really flirty. And then he started asking for naked pictures of her. And, okay, you know... It's already kind of in a creepy area here. Um... And he, 
he had to, he really does have a defense that you know it was online. He did, he couldn't be sure of her age, except that he kept admitting he wasn't sure that she was actually over the age of eighteen. Quite a few times, um, and there are text messages that the Times went through and saw. Where he said this, um, allegedly there was a video chat where he called her and he was already completely naked. Um, there, I obviously they don't have that, but they have the text messages, which, which are enough. And <clears throat> so eventually he grew tired of her. Um, and he basically told her that if she wasn't willing to satisfy him and what he wanted, then she wasn't going to play with his band or do any recording or anything like that. Another woman came forward with a very similar story where he promised her the world, um, they began dating. And he, you know, he was like, we'll record, we'll do this, we'll do that. You can open for me. And a week into the relationship, he allegedly became very aggressive and and possessive. And um, when she started pulling away and saying, not cool, he got really pissed. And um, when he broke it off, the recordings disappeared. The opportunity to open for him on his tour went up in smoke. And the woman really found it very difficult, just like Ava before her, to continue on with a music career. Just, there's another woman, I'm trying to find her name for you. Um, not many more. Uh, Courtney J. She was a country artist. She came forward and said the exact same thing. And that, this is why, you know, I have friends who will argue, oh, the Me Too movement is only about money. If they were paid, then they would be coming forward. First of all, Ava was, was underage. I don't care. That is not okay. Even if you're going to lie and defend and say you didn't know, the proof is in the pudding. You text, I don't know if you're really over 18. If you have any questions, you say, I want to see your ID. Send me a picture of your ID that proves you are 18. And that's that. Otherwise, you're a perverted pedophile. And, you know, maybe it sounds harsh, but that's exactly what it is. Um, so, Courtney J said the same thing. They met. He offered to collaborate with her. 
um, and, and said, come on, let's make some music. And again, they started dating. She was unfeeling it. And everything went up in smoke. Um, and so this is, at this point, this is a pattern. Again, for the people who don't think so, I, I'm sorry that you were not understanding what was actually happening here. But this is, this is called a pattern. When someone offers you to record, and yes, he's an independent artist, but he's a, excuse me, he's a huge independent artist. With means to really um, help people. And, you know, even if he doesn't technically have power in the, in the traditional sense, offering to collaborate, produce, or whatever, and then reneging on that when they're not fucking you, or when they don't want to send you more nudes, that is the very definition of sexual harassment. Now, none of these women are saying that he assaulted them. Um, Courtney G probably comes the closest. Um, where he pressured her and they ended up in bed naked together. Um, but she stopped short of saying that they had sex. And this is where we're going to leave it off because that's going to lead us right into the Mandy Moore. Give me like 30 seconds to grab a drink and I will be right back with Mandy Moore. And I am back. So I keep promising the Mandy Moore part of this and here it is. So for those of you that don't know, Mandy Moore and Ryan Adams were actually married. I'm trying to find the dates, um, which you think would be much easier than what it actually is. Um, It's like they just want to drive me crazy. Um, Anyways, most people forget that Mandy Moore was actually a singer before she turned into a voice actress um, in movies like Tangled. Um, An actress, she was in um, A Walk to Remember before... She did A Walk to Remember and then she segued into voice acting in Tangled. And she actually did the Tangled show, too. I don't know if she's still doing it or if it's still on. And I am not looking it up, y'all. Um, y'all are crazy if you think I am. Uh, I'm already looking up when he and Mandy Moore were married. And, it, and it's actually not even telling me. Which is weird, because Wikipedia always tells me everything. Um... Oh, okay. They started dating in 2008, and then they divorced in 2016. So, that's like an eight-year relationship. And it also reveals that he was probably cheating on her. Um, because Ava, the one we talked about in the last segment, um, was 14 or 15, which would and now I believe she's 20. 
So that would take us to um, 2013 um, at the the earliest, 2014 at the latest, um, depending on how they're doing the age. So... So that that is a very big takeaway from all of this is that Ryan Adams cheated on Mandy Moore, which could have probably led to their breakup. Um, the rest of them I don't know the exact dates. Um, we will, I I'll look into that later. Um, but Mandy Moore had some stuff to say about her ex husband. Um, the reason why I brought up Mandy Moore's recording career is because she, when they got together, it was actually because she wanted to work with him and wanted him to collaborate and produce some music for her. And she, um, she was getting ready to exit out of the Team Pop Princess phase, um, which, to be fair, she was already a little late doing that. But again, she was also acting and whatnot, so we can't really hold it against her. Um, Mandy alleges that they worked on some songs together, um, writing and producing. And, but he was also very emotionally abusive. He would say things to her like, "Are you, she says that he would always say, tell me you're not a real musician because you don't play an instrument. Um, she also says that he was very controlling and wouldn't let her, um, do anything on her own. Which explains why there was a period of time where she just kind of disappeared off the face of this earth. And then, in 2015, she finally broke away from him and filed for divorce. And we all know how that turned out. Um... Almost immediately after her divorce, um, in 2017, she landed This Is Us, which has turned into the biggest TV show on TV. And that was a really awkward sentence. Um, sorry about that, guys. Anyway, so, and she, she says, you know, for a very long time, she didn't want to record music or do anything with music because he made her hate it because... You know, when someone's told, hey, you're not a real musician because you don't play an instrument, it hurts. You know, I, I... I can only imagine... what she went through. The, the issues that she had to deal with. Um, for his part, Ryan Adams denies all of these allegations and calls them false and defamatory... Um, except for Mandy Moore's. Here's where it's a little interesting to me, and I want to dissect it a little bit more than, um, his standard denial. Well, not even his standard denials, his team's standard denials. He didn't actually answer any of this. That's not true, and I'll get to that in one second, but you'll, you'll see what I mean in a minute. Um, I'm looking for his statement, um, through his lawyer... Um, Ryan Adams said that he doesn't remember things the same way she does. Um, he says that uh, Mandy's, Mandy Moore's 
vision, uh, memory of the relationship is completely inconsistent with his own view of the relationship, and that he was he was very supportive of her well-deserved professional success. Bullshit. You know, it, it, it seems like I'm taking sides here because I am taking sides here. I'm not even hiding the fact that I'm taking sides here. I believe the women. I believe Dr. Ford when she said Kavanaugh raped her. I believe... Um, actually Judd and company when they said that Harvey Weinstein raped them I believe Anthony Rapp when he said that Kevin Spacey attempted to rape him I believe the victims you know people try to say oh you know there are people out there who will make false allegations maybe there are but the ones who have come forward publicly so far have not been liars the closest one was Asia Argento, who allegedly raped, um, was raped by Harvey Weinstein and turned around and did the same thing with um, Jimmy Bennett. That's the closest. Um, but let's, let's, let's hear what Ryan had to say on his own social media. This is from Twitter, right after the expose was published online. He said, I am not a perfect man and I have made many mistakes to anyone I have ever hurt. However, unintentionally, I apologize deeply and unreservedly. But the picture that this article paints is upsettingly inaccurate. Some of its details are misrepresented, some are exaggerated, some are outright false. I would never have an appropriate interaction interactions with someone I thought was underage, period. As someone who has always tried to spread joy through my music and my life, hearing that some people believe I cause some pain saddens me greatly. I am resolved to work to be the best man I can be. And I wish everyone compassion, understanding, and healing. I, you know, going back to the under, underage thing for a second. There, some people are going to argue that the, that Ava was in the wrong for lying about her age and telling him she was 18. And I, I do agree with that. She, should, she shouldn't have done that. But how many of us haven't lied about our age? Either to be older or younger. And furthermore, he is a grown-ass man. He's 44 years old. So... Five years ago, he would have been 38. He is old enough to know you ask for ID. Or, better yet, don't be hitting on someone half your fucking age. Okay? I'm going to say that one more time. Don't hit on someone half your age. I I just, yes, that kind of relationship does work out for some people. And good on them. I'm happy for them. But here's where things get a little murky, I think. You don't start dating them if they have teen in their age. Wait until they're 21. If he had just waited one more year, um, well, 
it would uh, now it would be one more year. If he had just waited for a couple more years, he's forty two, she's twenty one. Fine. I'm still not going to know what you guys are talking about. You know what you guys have to talk about. But at least it's not. Oh, he's a creepy little man going after a little girl. Then he's just a creepy old man going after a young woman. But she's old enough, smart enough to know what she wants and frankly can make the choice if that's what she wants or not. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he actually validated a lot of these claims with his tweets. Not intentionally. Um, but he he definitely validated them because if you if you're not guilty, I, I I've been accused of things. Um, nothing like sexual harassment or anything like that. Um. But I, you know, I have been accused of things before. And if I didn't really do it. I didn't apologize. Um, you know, Will and I were having a conversation earlier. Um, because he asked me something. He Like, I sent him something via text. Um, and he asked me um, if I did that for... Was to other people with him. And I said no. And then um, after we finished writing, we spoke again about it and I said, you know, I just want you to know like what we talk about is personal and or business and I don't share that with anyone. And I always ask beforehand um if it's okay. I'm like, and what I sent you was like a little snippet of conversation between a friend and I, Natalie and I. Um and I just wanted to share it with you. And he's like, oh no no, I I didn't worry about it. He's like, you know, you, once you answered, that was that. But see, that's just, and that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about here is, you know, I didn't apologize. I just cleared cleared things up. If he didn't do anything wrong, he wouldn't say, I'm sorry, or even give off the scent of an apology. He would have just said, you know what, this is wrong, blah, blah, blah. He knows what he did was wrong. And, you know, he, he the underage thing, I mean, people want me to believe that he, he really didn't know. I don't, because the text messages all say, like, the text messages don't lie. I don't believe you're really 18. If you didn't really believe it, why are you asking her to see her tits and pussy? Okay. I've been rambling on for 15 minutes now. So I am going to call it. This segment is done and over with. Um, thank you guys for listening as always. If you have any questions, reach out to me at authoredanderson.com. Um, Facebook and Instagram, author at Anderson. Twitter, um, 
at author ed a if you if you guys need anything or need anything <laughs> wow i'm talking to you all like you're like we're all buddy buddy like sure here have five thousand dollars um, <laughs> um subscribe um listen i don't make money if you don't listen and frankly i wouldn't want to do this if you weren't listening so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for helping me build a career, doing what I love doing. Um, I will be back probably tomorrow. Um, I, I I say I'm a lot because you guys are my friends and I can. Um, <laughs> you know what? One of these days we're actually going to play a drinking game where every time I say I'm, we all take a shot. Wow, that's going to be a really fucked up episode. I'm going to be drunk after the first segment. Um, <laughs> this is the How I Met Your Mother syndrome all over again. Anyways, I'm going to go before I say you know what again. Have a great night, guys. Uh, I'm lifting my white tea glass and saying cheers.